This is Dude That's Hooked Up. Welcome. Welcome. Hope I'm glad you're, you're here. So glad. I hope you guys are all good. Hope you're feeling all right. We're uh, we're doing it. Yeah, here we are. Who knows what's going on? We don't even know at this point in time. Yeah, we could be have a fucking meteor could be on the way, and we don't know. Fucking meteor gnome. Mm. Meteor. <laughs> uh, well, do we have any business for this here podcast this week? What's the biz? What's the biz? I think – no, uh, we got like a nice little influx of reviews. Thank you so Ooh. much. Maybe we already had them. The business is it's been a while since we recorded because we kind of uh, – we got on a new schedule over the holidays to like give mm-hmm. ourselves a buffer so that we could hang out and do nothing, which was fantastic. I feel refreshed. Um, but then it all so came, came crashing down <laughs> this past yes. week. Yeah. It was uh, short-lived. Mm-hmm. And also, yeah, it was, it was, um, but it was nice. We didn't have to do any work and we still chatted and stuff, but it was just, we had like a big, um, I, I had two nice kind of like weekends, four day weekends yes. of doing nothing. I, was I'm same. still not wearing regular pants. I'm still oh, not. No. Yeah. I'm in sweatpants. I have Also, we're, we're, we're wearing sweatpants, but we're also wearing matching shirts that we did not coordinate. No, we did not. It was not middle school uh, call the night before. Mm-hmm. What are you going to wear? What are you wearing? <laughs> yeah. I haven't worn makeup since the 31st of December. It mm-hmm. is now the 7th mm-hmm. of January. Um, Ugh, feeling refreshed. The, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh. I am obsessed with fucking um, Kristen Bell's Happy Dance CBD Ooh. coconut oil. I put it on my face last night. I was, and then today I was like doing my makeup and I was like, ooh, my skin is so supple. So supple. <laughs> I love it. I love so it. relaxing all uh, the time, head to toe. That's amazing. Uh, mm-hmm. I got to get me some of that. I got I got it. I'm on it. Mm-hmm. Um, Use my code, bitch, so I get 20% off. Oh, I will, bitch. Okay. You'll get it too, so that's good. Yeah. Everybody wins. Um, Everybody wins. Yeah, I'm. I'm all. I'm. I was all in all both weekends uh, between the or like at the end of the year, basically. Yeah. Which where you just like don't know like what day it is. It's Mm -mm. just like the weirdest like you know mental no man land, no man's land. Um. So yeah, I I did the same thing. I just like I I crushed um what you call it uh Bridgerton Bridgerton crushed it in two days. Great. Mm-hmm. I still think that the grade is better, but you know, this was a delicious little little snack for oh. for binge watching. But um, great, I loved yeah. it. It's also, so if good. you if you guys like Bridgerton and you haven't watched The Great yet, you should watch that. But also, I really like on Hulu, um, uh, Harlots. That's a good one. Oh, I don't think I've watched that. That's a really it's a it's a fun it's a, it's a cross between I would say Bridgerton and uh I don't know oh. Kiki Blinders maybe <laughs> Oh okay I don't know I don't watch no, that No no not not that dark it's it's fun it's a fun oh, Okay one. it's very very bingey it's fun I feel like um I also feel like because we haven't been talking as like regularly on a schedule, there's so many things that like we haven't talked about. Like, yeah, you, we're catching up. <laughs> we're catching up. Phoebe Bridgers did the Harry Styles video 
Did you see Phoebe Waller Bridge? Phoebe, Phoebe Bridgers, fucking dumb. <laughs> no, Phoebe Waller Bridge. Isn't did- that also a mu- musician though? <laughs> Phoebe Bridgerton or Phoebe Bridges? <laughs> Jesus fuck! Yes, it's been so long since we podcasted. We don't know how to do it anymore. <laughs> I, everybody has the last name Bridge now. Everything's Bridge, Bridge, Bridge. Have you played Bridge yet? <laughs> uh, oh, I need to watch that. Oh, yeah. It was good. It was Harry Styles. And it's a really cute, like, happy, sweet song. And then uh, and then Phoebe Waller-Bridge from um, Fleabag is in it. And it's mm-hmm. really cute. And, and they're wearing, like, matching outfits. And they do, like, old-timey dances. Oh. Like oh, tap dancing. Oh. It's so cute. And then I saw the oh, video so for Water. Oh, it's Oh. Yeah, it's tricky. Oh, hey. Do you want to do a dance? Or whatever. I'm doing a lot of shoulders. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, hey. Can I order another martini from you? <laughs> I feel like a Muppet. Uh, you kind of are. I kind of look like one. No. Oh, but I was going to say, then the next video that served to me was watermelon sugar. And I'm like, oh, I've Uh, never seen this video. Fucking horny, dude. I was like, (laughs) I heard. Harry Styles is just horny. Like, he is just so horny. I love. He's maybe dating Olivia Wilde. I saw that shit. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I was like, good for them. And I was like, good for them. Good for her. (laughs) Good for her. Oh, my God. But I kind of heard that. I heard that song was about, like eating pussy and I absolutely was like, oh. and then the video definitely confirmed it because the whole time he's like touching it and like putting his mouth on it and i was like should i be watching this Sir. <laughs> yeah and then it's just like a bunch of women just like their faces being like uh and i was like oh my god <laughs> it is about that <laughs> confirmed <laughs> everything's so horny this holiday season yeah this people holiday break man. people have not been able to get out they are yeah. expressing themselves okay it's great good for them i love oh, yeah. it people miss touch and it's yeah. real it's really real mm-hmm. oh my god well i don't think i don't know that there's any business except Mm-mm. to go to our website dtfpodcast.com um yeah or leave us a review on itunes we would Fucking love love it. it. Fucking love it. Yeah. Love that shit. Um, yeah. Anything uh, fucked up for you this week? No. I don't. I'm – there's probably so much stuff. I bought another pair of roller skates. But <laughs> – You do have a problem. I have a problem. I, to be fair, I've bought four pairs. I've purchased four pairs and I've sold two. Mm. So those were in and out. Those don't count because – it w- worked itself out. Do you know what sure, I mean? Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. It was like it, it canceled itself. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Um, but I definitely did buy a new pair. Let me show you. Um, they're so fucking <laughs> rock and roll. And this is like, oh my God. They're black <gasps> suede. But they have um, leopard. This can come off. And I could take these laces off. So it's not so like leopardy no, I if I don't it. want it I to be. It. I love it. And then it, it has this like inner... Oh, my God. Uh, I, I opened them today, and I was like, oh, my God. I'm living just my like, – this skate, year for me. Your roller skate fantasy. Yeah. My, like, 80s um, slasher film rock and roll life. I just feel like, why not lean into it? I'm not I'm going to stop pretending I – oh, I'm, like, girly, and, like, sometimes I am. But it's like, oh, I'm, like, pink and purple. It's like, 
I like that. But I fucking wear a black t-shirt most days and I'm going to fucking lean into it. I'm going to start wearing more dark lipsticks. I don't care. Yeah, this is your time. This is my time. And I'm reading Untamed by Glennon Doyle. She says do whatever the fuck you want. So I'm going to do it. What's stopping you, you know? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Yeah. So Express yourself. Yeah. Mm, mm, nothing really. No. no yeah. I, I, nothing compares to any of the bullshit that's happening. So I just, you know, I can't even complain. <laughs> it's not even, I. you know, we're not venting today. We don't have anything crazy. We're, I've been trapped in my house. Like what, nothing's happening. So I know. For some reason, it feels like, but I think because it's a new year, and, uh, like, please, we are very realistic. We know nothing was going to change. No. 2021, first day. It's like, no. But I think because it feels like a new year and we've been doing this for so long and people are still wiling out, out in the streets, fucking maskless, super spreader events and shit, not to mention everything that happened yesterday. But it's like, oh, I'm getting just so annoyed. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, and so that's what feels, it just feels like so much pressure. I think I feel like I'm training to uh for when we actually go back to like being in public and being amongst the people. Mm-hmm. Um I feel like I I'm in training to be a complete and total cunt to people <laughs> that are being assholes to the yeah. rest of the of the public, to the rest of the community. Like I am yeah. ready to like, to speak out. chat on a Karen's face if I have to. Like I don't whatever it takes by any means necessary. I'm 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 in training. I am radicalized. I'm ready yeah. to fuck your life up if you are a piece of shit douchebag. A hundred percent. When I finally go back to living in public again. <laughs> I don't have like a conscious any anymore when it comes to like, oh, maybe I'll be friends with that person still. Or like not even that, but just like People that even are edging on being inappropriate. Like, I saw someone we went to high school with that I'm friends with on Facebook. Didn't catch that they were a weirdo. Well, I unfriended a ton of people, remember? like Yeah. We did the purge, yeah. I did the purge. And some people who weren't really on my radar, I just left. I was like, oh, maybe they're cool. I don't know. Well, fucking this bitch went with her husband to Hawaii over the break. It was like, oh, we just needed to get away. It was so nice to go on vacation. And I'm just like, fuck you. A lot of people need that. Yeah. How about everybody needs that? And why – I mean, you and I talk about this all the time, but it's like, don't fucking post about it, okay? If you're going to be a dumb cunt, just do it in private so that the rest of us aren't judging you. But yeah, now I know who how who to who that to tell who to tell on to the FBI. Yeah, you guys are fucking idiots. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I just yeah, I that's a perfect segue for my thoughts. Um, mm-hmm. and into it's gonna be a kind of like a little bit of a uh, a bumpy ride, a bumpy ride into our yeah. topic. But um, I just kept thinking that with this past week, wow, mm-hmm. what a time to be alive. I know we say it often, yeah. but really, this is crazy right now. What we are living through is absolutely batshit crazy. I was just reading about how this current point in history is probably one of the most stressful for humans ever. Oh, yeah. um, what we're what we've been living through the past several years not mm-hmm. not even just like twenty twenty, but like everything. Um, it's it's 
actually pretty com- comparable to the Dark Ages, like a- in terms of like stress that people are dealing with, the levels of stress that people are dealing with. It's comparable yeah. to the Dark Ages when the bubonic plague was wiping out a massive chunk of the planet's population, which is also happening yeah. <laughs> right now. We have a literal pandemic happening that's that's taken out a lot of people. Um, but then I was thinking, you know, at least hundreds of years ago, they didn't have to watch people live tweeting into their faces about how to dress up their plague masks or <laughs> – People going on unnecessary trips to Hawaii. Yeah. Um, or they didn't have to see friends and family on their, you know, Instagram stories going to circuit parties, spreading disease to every corner of the world, or going to super spreader events, like you were saying, that turned yeah. into an insurrection and attempted coup of their government. <laughs> so at least they just, you know, had their little their little bubonic plague and, yeah. you know, hunger and stuff to worry about, which people also have to worry about now. Yeah, dude. So. Yeah. <sighs> dude, that's a real problem right now. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. People are shoplifting food and baby formula more Don't than ever. Don't say anything if you see it. If you see people something. shoplifting food, you have suddenly become blind. Oh, I didn't see anything. I go, mm. Absolutely not. Yeah. I mean, you not don't that we're snitch. like encouraging stealing, but you know, you just don't narc on people who are desperate Mm-mm. for to feed their babies. Mm-mm. Absolutely not. Um, anyway, so we do have one thing though going for us that people back in horribly shitty times did mm-hmm. not have. Mm-hmm. We currently in this day and age have better options for catching our period blood that have nothing to do with shoving tree bark into their cooters, into our cooters like they did back in the no, ancient times. I will, I will not. Um, I don't even like touching tree bark with my fingers. It's very scratchy. Yeah, you ever heard of a splinter? <laughs> I'm not looking to get one inside of my vagina. Oh. <laughs> Also, okay, uh, say you didn't even get it inside your vagina. Using your fingers to get it out, you get it under the fingernail. Oh, no, no, no. I don't like it. I'm free bleeding. Mm, Absolutely. That is an option. Mm -hmm. Uh, But we also have all kinds of options other than free bleeding. Uh, uh, Some more effective and more accessible than others, but Mm. options nonetheless. So Uh, Yes. Uh, so yeah, if you couldn't guess, today we're talking about, and I can't believe we haven't talked about it before, the mm. history of period products. Oh my God. Thank you to whoever submitted this coming into the closed Facebook group. Adoy. Adoy. <laughs> also, a uh, quick side note, we're going to talk about, okay, we're going to talk about period products, but mm-hmm. please know. That there is a whole separate market for period hygiene and like feminine hygiene that's adjacent that we're not really going to touch on. And there's that could be its own separate part two. And there could even be a trilogy maybe because the way people have talked about periods is also a whole big thing. And we're going to kind of touch on them both a little bit, but like those could be whole big things. So yeah, whole other th- episodes, but yeah. we're, we're going to just try to narrow the focus to the means of collecting and, you know, disposing of period blood. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Over the ages. Yeah. 
Um, and also another quick note, uh, mm-hmm. in this episode, we will endeavor to use gender neutral language while discussing this topic due to the fact that many trans men and non-binary people experience periods. So yeah. uh, feel free to holler with any suggestions for improvements if we fuck it up in any way. Yeah. Because we are- But we're not going to because we we just say people. We just say people. We just say people with vaginas. People I think with uteruses. Or uteruses, yeah. Well, Functioning, both. yeah, both, yeah. yeah. Um, okay. okay. So, menstruators. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> menstruators. That, if we ever start a softball team, can we call it that? 100%. Anybody can be on Any it. team. Any team. Any team. We're the menstruators. League? Yeah. Oh. A fucking band, maybe. Because I have my new uh, skates. Well, I can't – I don't know that I can play any sort of instrument – you Although, just play, you know, I was reading about like several bands who have members who literally just learn to play the instrument that they play in the band. The the just for for the time songs. they decided to like yeah create a band. So yeah, you could do it. Honestly, Kings Kings of Leon did it. They were oh, like, really? yeah, I think like their cousin or something is the bassist, the and they were like, and they were like, do you know how to play the bass? He's like, no, nah, I'll just like. I guess learn. It only has four strings. I could figure it out. Yeah. (laughs) Slap at a bass. Yeah. I could slap at a bass for these basic ass songs. Yeah. Uh, What do you got? Three chords? Great. Let's do it. Great. I learned C, D, and G. I think Mm. we're good. Oh my God. Yeah. Periods. We haven't talked about it yet. I'm so excited. Can't believe it. It's the most on brand episode of all time. And it's taken us like three years to get to it. So yeah. Here we go. Here we go. Okay, so people with functioning uteruses have experienced uteri. Uteri? No, yeah. <laughs> utes. <laughs> utes. Two utes. <laughs> Who utes talking about? Damn it! We should rename our podcast if we if we just have one. Like, let's have another podcast called yeah. Two Utes. <laughs> like um, my cousin Vinny. Period mashup. <laughs> oh my god! Yes, I love it so much. Oh, oh my god! Well, as I was saying, people with uteruses have experienced yeah. periods since before humans were completely evolved as a species. Like we're talking australopithecines, fucking strolling around the goddamn Sahara or mm. you know the voluvial plains of. Africa, like we we have we our ancestors, mm-hmm. our very distant ancestors, have been dealing with periods for a long time. Oh, I mean, since people existed, yeah, before modern humans. Yeah, I'm before, saying, yeah, 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 like Neanderthals, like ne- yeah, like I'm saying, it's, it's like, part of procreation. So if we're here, then they had to have, they had to go through the cycle, the 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 cycle, um, yeah, the Utes. Uh, but just it's making me think of Utz chips, and I'm like, maybe it's Utz. <laughs> I'm not. I don't want the barbecue Utes. <laughs> I will take a pickled Utes. <laughs> salt and vinegar. Salt. I was just gonna say it's salty. <laughs> Sour cream and oh yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. I would never. Um. No. Mine's more like a tuna utes. <laughs> Mine's a tuna utsel casserole. 
Oh, God. I'm well, um, well, despite the fact that we, <laughs> uh, as humans, have been menstruating a long time, there's very little documentation about periods in ancient history. Hmm. Uh, that's probably because the people, I mean, the men, let's be honest. Yeah. The scribes were recording the knowledge of the times were men, and they had non mutes. They non the non mutes were out here, yeah. and they were like, "Ew, <laughs> literally." Yeah, <laughs> and they just did not talk about it. They didn't write about it, and yet they wrote about bloody battles like in detail and boils on people's buttholes all the fucking time, all the fucking time. So rude. So, so rude. What. What are you going to be squeamish about, okay? It's rude. You just hate yeah. women. Yeah. You just hate utes. You hate the utes. Yeah. Um, no more. So the way we've developed our, or, or evolved our, our thinking, not just about periods, but also the products that are developed and marketed to period havers, is a wild ride. Dude. We're going to roll through it, starting all the way back in the days of ancient Egyptians and then come all the way back up to today's method. So mm. let's do it. So we're starting the before the common area slash ancient methods, just mm-hmm. like that general era where we don't know what the fuck they were talking, what they were doing, but we're no. like historians have hazard guesses. They've pieced it together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they have some educated guesses. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, historians believe that ancient Egyptians made tampons, like actual tampon esque things that they they put up their cooters. Out of softened papyrus. Um, papyrus is cool, man. It's is that, not. I don't know what that is. It's um, it's like, like a plant. A, it's a plant. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's what they use also as paper. Yeah, I knew um, that. Okay. And, but it was also used to catch period blood. So cool. Papyrus is a very cool, versatile material. Oh. Uh, not so much as a font, though. We don't like <laughs> we don't like papyrus font. Mm, but we do like papyrus. The card store. Hmm. I like their cards. <laughs> I heard – aren't they bankrupt? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know why that's funny. It's not. Uh, I mean, it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, I always get Greek names wrong, but I know, like, what it is. Hippo- Hippocrate- Hippocrat- Hippocrates? Oh, Hippocrates? Hippocrates. Yeah. Hippocrates, the father yeah. of medicine. Mm-hmm. I know, like, the Hippocratic Oath, but, like, I always get so confused with the E's. Yeah. No, no, Greek. I know. I all, all the names, it's so hard. Because you forget where the, like, emphasis is and what the – some the vowel sounds change in all those names, name to name. So yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, he, the father of medicine, wrote that mm-hmm. ancient Greek people used to make tampons, tampons also by wrapping – Bits of wood with lint. Hood. <laughs> Remember we said the said the thing about splinters in your in your undercarriage. Yeah, yeah but these have some fucking belly lint rolled <laughs> over it like a little cigar. Yeah. It's like they make like little cigarellos on a twig. Like I'm sure it was fine. I'm sure they probably used cedar wood, which I'll I'll talk a little bit about. Uh, mm. But yeah. Um, yeah, they, painful. So painful. I They're, just – What? Oh, no, no, no. Go ahead. Oh, I I think also depending 
on like the continent. This is basically what people were doing at that time, like to absorb the period blood. Yeah. They would find a substance that they could somehow mold and fit in either inside them or like right at the opening, I suppose. Yeah. And depending on the continent you were on, you would you would use like grass even. Uh-huh. Um pa- yeah, paper like not just papyrus, but like I think in Japan they were they used paper, so they would just like I don't know wad it up. <laughs> no, I mean it's just like how, you know, when you get in a jam and you're in the bathroom and you don't have anything oh, on you. Toilet paper. You use oh. toilet paper. You just yeah, like you just wad like that this. shit up until yeah. you, and then you waddle down the hall and you like <laughs> You ask some, you know, uterus haver if they have yeah. anything on their on their person. Yeah. Um, but also, like, um, I know like Native people use cedar wood um, mm. because it, it you could it could be really flattened out and you can like layer it and it's also extremely absorbent mm. and flexible. So that was the thing that Native uh, like Native American cultures used. Also, uh, the inside of cattails has a has like a, a fluffy like, um, um like su- it's like fluff. It's like um, oh, not a cat's tail. No, 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 a cattail like the the mm-hmm. the like swamp pond thingies that are around the. I was like, what are they of doing water? to cats during their periods? Are they reusable? But it's no. not a cat. No, a cattail. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That the you plant. S- that you split open the like brown part, and there's yeah. the corn dog looking part, and <laughs> and there's like fluff inside of it. Cattails have millions of uses, by the way. I, uh, I found out, but Native Americans used uh, the fluff part for like to make a layer in diapers, um, oh. and also to staunch bleeding. So it, it stands to reason that they may it, it was probably used to for uh, absorb. Yeah, blood. So, that makes sense. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting. Um, mm. So yeah, those are like some of the ancient methods. I perfectly – I mean, tampons, that seems extremely modern, but – they. Well, yeah. Well, and tampons as we know them are modern. Like – but but yeah, people using something as like a blockage has yeah. been happening since the dawn of time. Yes. I think it didn't get that much – it didn't change much. Like, we didn't really have a lot of advances in terms of uh, sanitary products until, like, the 1900s. All up until that point, it was kind of like – Also, we just really don't know what was happening because, we, again, yeah. there is there's not a lot of literature or understanding about what women were doing. And – Mm. Especially, like we have some information about ancient times, but especially in the Middle Ages, what is what the time period we'll talk about talk about next. Uh, well, if you think about it, men were like writers, also, like, and knew nothing about women's vaginas, right? Or nothing about vaginas. Period. You know. Well, and period. especially in <laughs> period, and especially <laughs> in the Middle and Dark Ages when religion yeah. was just, you know, mm. just. Totally the law of the land, and it yeah. was it was so repressive, mm-hmm. um, and people just weren't simply were not allowed to talk about these things. Yeah. So women probably were extremely resourceful figuring this shit out. But yeah, again, not a ton of documentation around this time period. But there's a few products we do know about. Yeah, um, which I, pretty like reasonable, I guess, and and some of the only things that you could discreetly do would would just grab some rags 
Just put a rag in it. Yeah. Just put a rag on it. And it's, it, I don't know, like the way that women's undergarments were, seems like it'd be very difficult. You'd have to like fashion like a diaper for yourself. <laughs> Dude, yeah, that's what I was thinking because you're like, excuse me, it's like, it's just pants. Yeah. I don't know. Nothing was – I mean, we know, like, regular underwear that we wear now, like, brief-type underwear came later. So – and that's close to your body where you're like, okay, yeah, you could put a rag in there, but it is kind of hard to figure out how they'd put it in there before. But if they didn't use a rag, they would just free bleed onto yeah. their, like, pantaloon-type underwear. Yeah. Um. Yeah, some – I mean, women just, like, didn't have these – even undergarments, some of them, like, especially, like, extremely poor people. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. there weren't just, like, rags lying around. They had to use everything <laughs> that they had. So it was just like, well, just, I guess just, like, go, like, hang out and swim in a pond and just, you know, Let until it it's happen. over. <laughs> okay, but is it true that when you're in water, you don't bleed? That's not true. I've definitely okay. bled in water, and I've also bled in the shower, so. Oh, I've, in the shower. But you're not submerged in water in the shower. I mean, I don't think so. If you – like, maybe there is a seal that, like, happens, but I don't know. Like, people – like, if it's going to come out, it's going to come out. Like, yeah, I don't know. I know, yeah. I'm trying to think if I've ever taken, like, a bath and seen it come out. I'm sure. Maybe it was just, like, I don't know. Who On knows? the outside, kind of. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Well, I mean, people that did have the means to use rags would use them. And that's where being on the rag comes from. Not yeah. during that time. People didn't use it. It's very Cher Horowitz and <laughs> was not in their vocabulary at that time. But later, as historians were like, hey, I think this is what they were doing. We adopted that phrase for when people are on their period. Yeah. You know, some teenager in history class was like, oh, rag. Oh, they're on the rag. <laughs> what are you on the rag? Yeah. That's how that started. Just some intern at some, like, historical institution. At a library. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think people were pretty resourceful. Like, we're just – this is, like, a lot of guesstimation yeah. uh, based on, like, some things that historians have – some mm -hmm. some intel that historians have gathered, but um, – mm. It's hard to say. Um, yeah. Also, yeah, free bleeding would totally ruin clothes, which was expensive. Yeah. So that was probably what it was. And also, I did see something where there was an argument made that some people who could afford it would wear skirts and dresses that were dyed dark colors to hide any oh. potential accidents. So Smart. not not necessarily free bleeding, but like knowing that it was like a time that they needed to be like we like we don't wear white pants, right? I After mean, you Labor got. Day. <laughs> you would be a very confident person to do such a thing while you're on your period. Um, In general, I mean, mm -hmm. everybody has a wet fart now and then. <laughs> everybody White forgets and wipes their like nasty fing Cheeto fingers on their pants sometimes, like <laughs> their Cheeto fingers. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, totally. I know. I know. No, you just don't do that. But why do I picture everyone from like medieval times uh, in like beige? I mean, honestly, like earth tones were where it was at then. Yeah, I mean so, that's what they had. But if you Unless had the money, if you had the money to like dye your clothes, like I think yeah. that was the thing that people were like, 
it's like you can afford to buy the like you know startup brand like period rags <laughs> rags I don't know. <laughs> Uh, They're called. These are Utz rags. Yeah, Utz rags. Utz rags. <laughs> oh, um, and this. So then, so that was like kind of the the guess. But I, I have a feeling that a lot of uh, the methods that were used in ancient time kind of carried mm-hmm. through and didn't really change during the Middle and Dark Ages. Um, mm. Oh, and one thing I forgot to mention from ancient times, I put this in the wrong place in our notes, uh, but sea sponges have also been used for millennia um, for periods. So, And later contraception. And all around the world. Like, And -hmm. and fun fact, I've definitely used sea sponges before for my period. Oh, my God. They're they're a very um, environmentally friendly way to deal with it. Um, Is it like a loofah with a string on it? Yeah, kind of. It's like a oh. small sea sponge, you know. Like, and it's like if it's a you use like a um, you know sustainable mm-hmm. company that that harvests sea sponges like mm. ethically. Um, but I, I've gotten them before. You get them in like a pack of three or something, and they're like mm-hmm. it, very inexpensive. The the thing is, you just have to keep them extremely clean. You just like sterilize them, oh, um, every every time you use them. So mm-hmm. it's like it it was it was just like using a a, a you know applicatorless tampon. Tampon, yeah, yeah. So ask That's me cool. anything. I'm doing an AMA on it later, so. I love it. Mm, oh, my God. That could be part of our Patreon uh, Q&A. <laughs> <laughs> Ask us about our personal period recommendations. Mm-hmm. Um, so that brings us now to the 18th and 19th century. We're almost to modern times, but not quite. Mm. Um, yeah, they were still pretty, like, using rags. That was way more common. But people were like, this is, like, not not ideal. Can we, like, please figure something out? Yeah. <laughs> and so things started to slowly change. Um, rags, I think, got a little bit more substantial. Yeah, a little bit more official. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, and basically the, the first proto – like, not prototype. The first pad was – Born. It was yeah. reusable. It was washable. Um, it was just like a hunk of fabric. It wasn't like – it was not the modern day pad at all whatsoever. It was just like a strip of fabric that was specifically for people who were menstruating. Um, I'm envisioning a, uh, a, a like a non-disposable diaper. Oh, like a full – Yeah, just like a – it's like a piece of cloth. A cloth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's like thick I, and absorbent. And maybe it had like the long butt part on it. Mm-hmm. We don't know. We um, don't know. But yeah, it was like specifically made and marketed to people for this purpose. Um, and pretty quickly after those became the go-to, some FITM graduate was like, pads would make them fashion. <laughs> <laughs> and thus, the sanitary belt was born, um, mm. which – is would become the gold standard from the late 1800s through 1970, Honey. which is not that long ago. I mm-hmm. mean, our parents were belted up. 
Unless they, unless they strictly use tampons. I, I I didn't ask my mom, but I should have. I'll ask her tomorrow. I honestly don't think my mom used tampons till like much later. So your mom definitely did the belt. Yeah, but she's like she's young for her age. She's like she's young. She's, she's not quite sixty yet. So same with my mom. Yeah, we have the young moms. Yeah. I don't know. I'll have to ask her about her period having days. I'm going to ask. Oh, my gosh. Well, so the sanitary belt is basically um, – it's like a cup. It's like a cup, like an yeah. athletic cup kind of. Like it has the um, straps that go around your legs and then it has like clips that hold on the napkin part. Yeah, and it's like – it's a strip of fabric and you like – Buckle it in and you're good to go. <laughs> Who designed this? Fucking Benny Franks. You know. You know it. Or a Benny Franks stan. Um, but yeah. Benny definitely inspired this shit. Yeah, there's this is like period buckles. <laughs> uh, these are Oots buckles. <laughs> Do you have you got you you want something for that use? I got buckles. Buckles for every occasion. Uh, did you say you're on your period? Buckle up. <laughs> Let's ride the crimson wave. <laughs> this is going to be a wild ride. <laughs> oh, my oh, God. Oh, dear. Well, it very quickly, like once the sanitary belt was developed and marketed to people who are on their period, it vi- like it got so competitive so fast. People were like, "You can make money on this," and they ha- have it every month. Oh my god! Wait, Doo. so it's just <laughs> Oh my god! It's like we're just gonna be rich forever. Um, and so uh, it's like how products nowadays ask you if you want to subscribe for like a five cent discount, and it's like we'll keep selling this to you every month if you'll let us. Yeah. Um, and so between uh, 1854 and 1921, the U.S. granted 185 patents on period products. That's so many. For that time period, that's so many. Listen, the Industrial Revolution was happening. Mm-hmm. Like, commercial production of m- menstrual products mm-hmm. was a possibility. Mm-hmm. Capitalism was popping. Mm-hmm. This was its time, baby. And this is honestly, if capitalism has done one good thing for this country, it's to make it easier for people to talk about periods, I think. Yeah. <laughs> because oh, yeah. people were like, we can make money off of this. Let's go. Let's advertise. Yeah. Let's go. How do we Wait. do it? <laughs> yeah, people were having meetings about it. I mean, to be fair, they were like probably talking in very coded, um, oh, yeah. puritanical, like awkward. <laughs> and there were all men in the yeah. room, not yeah. really understanding how this shit worked because yeah, they just no, like they like t- they're they were like, honey, um, yeah, they'd go home to their their wives and they'd be like, honey, yes, can you please explain to me the menses? Yeah, uh, do you bleed every moment of the day or? What what actually happens? How do you not die from this, darling? <laughs> yes. Uh, you're bleeding out once a month from where? Your front butt? Oh, my God. Dear Lord. <laughs> How? <laughs> but then where does your pee come from? 
Oh, you have more than one hole there. <laughs> I How had many not do you have? I had not realized. <laughs> Does your mother know? <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Okay, I put some pictures in here. I'll we could like post them on Instagram or whatever. But I want to get your. Uh, I just want to have you explain this figure before we know what this is. So this first product, technically, it's the second photo. What is this, and how does it work? Please okay, tell me. so I'm assuming that this is a uh, this is a product that was made when everybody was still wearing like petticoats and shit. Um, oh, could because- be yeah, like in the 1800s. Okay, so it looks like a torture device in some ways, <laughs> mm-hmm. or like a leather daddy situation. Yeah. The front is very front, BDSM. Yeah, very, yeah. very. We got a lot of like kinky shit happening. It's a belt mm-hmm. that comes up to like right below your rib cage. <laughs> yeah. Then it goes down. It buckles at the top. Then mm-hmm. there's a strap that goes down. It is holding the front of a sanitary napkin, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. And then there's like a little – um. Another, like, this is, looks very uncomfortable. Another strap that's, like, right at the, like, clit line <laughs> that has a bow on it. Uh, <laughs> fuck that. But it's, like, at a point where, like, when you're walking, you're probably, like, huh, huh, huh. you know, it's, like, every step you're, like. Does it feel good? No, probably not. Maybe. Or does I don't it? Know. It might. That I mean, bow is maybe a little too high, but it's almost clitoral level. But I'm saying, I'm saying the whole strap is like going around yeah. like mid butt. So yeah, it's yeah. like, it's like not, it's not tucked under your butt. It's like it goes around your like upper thigh and to your yeah. butt. And then in the very back, there's three more straps coming down from that very top belt area yeah. that are holding in place. One, the one in the middle is holding the the napkin part, mm-hmm. and then there's two that are coming down that are holding what seems to be a. <laughs> A toilet seat cover. Oh, I but thought like, it was an oven like, mitt. <laughs> an oven mitt. A uh, a seat cushion. A f- it's like it- a piece from a blown out tire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's like some kind of tread on it. It's like <laughs> it's like it's a silicone <laughs> baking mat. Yeah. That was silicon. Yeah, yeah. Like it's um, it's a, it's a piece of, it's a fucking bargain bin find from Joanne's Fabrics, and it already has bric-a-brac on it. Yeah, yeah. dude. I think so. I think this part though is to catch the any leakage when you're mm, sitting mm-hmm. down for an ex- extended period of time. Yeah, hundred percent. Well, you could totally see what this is. It's they called it a rubber apron. Yeah. Um, and the back part was rubber. So yeah, I think it's holding the sanitary napkin in place, and then the back was to protect your clothing. <laughs> and then you have a literal mud flap slapping up against the back it's a blood of your flap. Blood. <laughs> Sir, what is the plan for when you stand up if it if you have blood onto this piece of rubber mud okay. flap that is. Also, it's rubber. It's not absorbing it. It's just slapping it around like a fucking Jackson Pollock like, painting. Like you take one step and that thing's slapping the yeah. back of your thighs. Oh, and it's making it your underwear tie dye. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is just a fucking nightmare. We are putting this on the Instagram so you can see what we're talking about because <laughs> yeah. it is insane. Oh, oh my god. god. Okay, what about this next one? What is it? And what does it do? <laughs> 
I don't know, but I want to find out. <laughs> I have no idea. Like, I don't. Okay, first of all. It's a belt. You start with the belt. We got another belt situation. Yeah. Then yeah. we have, and this is like people a side. Didn't find, people did not know how to not make it a belt. <laughs> yeah, this is like the only idea they had for like almost 100 years. Um <laughs> Just a belt with various things hanging off of it. Mud flaps. You know what? I get those like sexy girls who are posed like on the truck flaps. Yeah. I get I get designs or like a Tweety Bird, like how people have those Looney Tunes. It's like a lady's truck nuts. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck is happening here. Oh my God. This is so embarrassing for Okay. Our whole species. Yeah. Okay. So there's a belt. And then. So this is like a side view of it. And then. So it has like the. Has the belt around the waist. And then like Mm -hmm. things coming down that I'm assuming would go around your your undercarriage. Yeah. Like front to back. But then (laughs) there seems to be (laughs) an old timey. Telephone <laughs> nozzle, like, like the kind where you like you pick it up and you speak into it, like sticking you pick straight up, up. Parts. Yeah. yeah, sticking straight up. I, where I'm assuming, okay, and then there's like another piece underneath that looks like a banana or mm-hmm. a piece of wood or something. Yeah, that I'm assuming cradles your 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 hoo ha. Mm-hmm. So this this like. Funnel, um, it actually, you know what it looks like? It looks like a bong a little bit. Like it looks like the stem of the bong that you mm-hmm. pull out when you're, you're, you know, taking a big old yeah. rip. Uh-huh. Uh, it looks like that. But I'm assuming it's, it's a, like a funnel like situation that's meant to mm-hmm. catch your period blood. And maybe like right below it is like a reservoir for the period blood to go into. I don't fucking know. A yeah. man designed this 100%. <laughs> Because I don't know how it just like does it suction to your like your flaps and keep it <laughs> keep the stream. Fl- I don't know. Okay. I don't, don't understand. This is Far's improved flexible uterine supporter, and Far is the man's name who invented it. Um, and that goes inside of you. The, no, the- how? Ugh. Yeah. I mean, okay, if it's flexible, it, lo- it looks kind of like a first edition diva cup. Yeah, it totally it's does. Like, and then yeah, it drips down into the which. Who's filling this up? By the way, it is. It it has a reservoir. I mean, maybe you wouldn't empty it very often. I don't know, but like, like it's it's a diva cup, which already you don't really fill that up. I don't. Well, you can. Well, now it has, but it's like the diva cup has is draining into something. It drains into a bladder. Yeah, that's like the size of a banana that goes under your whole taint up into your ass crack. And <laughs> it, that fucking thing fill, fill I mean like you fill it up, I guess. It's wild. Okay. Oh my god. Yes, we got through those. So, those were some of the contraptions from the 18th and 19th century. And then uh, and also bordering into the 20th century. And then finally in 1921, so like people we said already people were using these sanitary napkin belts until the 70s, which is so wild. Like maybe our moms didn't use them. Our grandmas for sure. Yeah, for, for sure. sure. Um, so in 1921, Kotex came out with disposable sanitary pads and tampons. And I watched this like, um, you know, that attention like 
social channel or whatever. Mm-hmm. They have a YouTube channel and they had a whole thing about um, products. And they mentioned that the very first disposable sanitary pads were – the material in them was used in World War One. It was like bandage. It was basically the same material as the bandages they were using for – Excuse me, wounded soldiers in World War One. Yeah, it was like a it was like a blend of like cotton and uh, like nylon or something something like very absorbent, basically yeah. like a poly something. Um, mm-hmm. And they had all these bandages left over after World War One, like all this material, oh. I should say. And that's and the nurses were like, "Well, these oh, we'll absorb use it. blood. Yeah. We're gonna just use it to catch our period blood." So amazing. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And then Kotex was so smart. Not only are they reusing um, materials that they already had, they did the smartest thing in branding, which was so rude to people who have periods. They made sure that all of their adver- advertising said not to embarrass yourself. So they were shaming their customers yeah. right off the bat, which is a no-no. But They're like, you're gross. You need this. Yeah. <laughs> you're gross. If you bleed out of your vagina once a month, you're gross. You know what you need? Kotex, but don't ask for sanitary napkins. When you go into the pharmacy or the five and dime, go up to the counter and say, I'd like a Kotex, please. Nobody will know what you're talking about. (laughs) And nobody will know that you're on your immenses. They didn't say period yet. (laughs) Yeah, no. No. And then they got even smarter and they're like, you know what? Don't even fucking talk to anybody. We're going to put a box by the door. Just put a nickel in it and take one. (laughs) Yeah. It's so embarrassing. It's so embarrassing for you. <laughs> like, how do we sell these faster? And like, you won't be embarrassed to buy them. So, Don't even talk to anybody. Just put a yeah. nickel in there. Just grab one. It's fine. You want you want to tell people you're dirty? Oh, Ugh, dear God, <laughs> dear God, woman. Ugh, so so sad. yeah. So they um again, people were still using belts. These. Were not modern day uh, pads. They did not have the stick them on the back to hold them onto your underwear. It was just like belts and clips. I think another way I was thinking of the sanitary um, belts is like it's kind. It kind of looks like if you took some suspenders and then instead of putting them over your shoulders, <laughs> you like put them under. on your legs, <laughs> and then the back goes up your butt crack, yeah. and then you clip that onto a belt, and then the front goes. Around your legs and you clip that onto a belt. What a fucking hassle. Either way, mm-hmm. like you have Truly. to try to figure out how to change this like a million times a, a day or whatever. Oh, my God. I know. Oh, well, then uh, 1933, Dr. Earl Cleveland Haas invented the modern day tampon complete with a cardboard applicator, which oh. was – yeah. Thank you, Dr. Haas. Thank you, Dr. Haas. Hopefully he – I mean, I would imagine he had – you know, vagina havers. He had those. He only hired a bunch of Utes, and he from Utah. <laughs> oh my god! He went to Utah, and he was like, "Listen, I need people with uteri," and they're like, "Utes got it, man." And then they went, <laughs> "Utes got it, dude. <laughs> Utes got it, dude." Um, and so. Uh, yeah, he he invented the first modern-day tampon. It had the cardboard ap- applicator, which was key because we talked about, like, homemade tampon, like homemade tampons being around forever, made of cloth or sponge or whatever. Um, but this 
was better and um you know they were disposable and um they were commercially available and so i think there were iterations leading up into what we now know as as the modern day tampon that were made of gauze and stuff like little little baby steps but those didn't last very long and they were yeah. probably weird there was one brand of tampon in like the 60s or 70s i think where mm. they used some some material that was like a cotton blend but it was like it had some sort of like foam or something in it oh. that was like super absorbent but it was a petri dish basically toxic and it, shock and it gave women toxic shock like nobody mm. had ever seen before it was oh wild God. so that was like those only lasted for a couple of years and then they were like recalled from the shelves and never – that company oh was never heard from again. That's like biological warfare. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. fucked up. That's fucked up. Yeah. Well, um, the – I guess like – so it was great. Tampons were around. People were excited. It made it so much easier, especially because women were entering the workforce. So much more discreet. like So much more discreet, especially like leading into World War II. Like women started taking on jobs and stuff and you couldn't change your pad a lot. And, you know, it was it was harder for people to be clean and sanitary. Um, and so this was great. It made it easy and you were able to be more active and all, all the good things. Um, but there was so much pushback on tampons because people did not understand their own bodies. Mm -mm. And, um, this is something from the packaging of the first tampons, um, like modern day as we know it. Some of the first tampons reminded users that a tampon does not interfere with urination, as there are indeed separate orifices for menstruation and for urination. So that was like hot tip number one. And then number two, tampons are appropriate for young or unmarried girls. That's right. People thought using a tampon would take away your virginity. I think people still think that today. You're 100% right. It is fucking psycho. And I remember people telling me this in high school because I, I would talk to other, you know, people in our class and I'd be like, oh, yeah, why don't you just use a tampon? And they were like, I can't use a tampon. I'm a virgin. And I was like, what? They don't have anything to do with each other. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Like, what the fuck? Like, it's shocking but not that there are people that still believe that. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure there are many of our listeners out there like know people that think that. <laughs> it's so wild. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm. Everyone knows people that think like that or have known them in your life. And it's so funny to me because it's like, oh, so you don't. I guess you just don't realize that people, like, people have been putting things up their holes that aren't dicks since the start of time. <laughs> Your own like, fingers. Finger. Like, um, Like tortoiseshell dildos. Yeah. Well, a, a stick. We talked yeah. about peeped fruits and vegetables. We've heard people have done that. You know, there's a lot that's going in there. So. Yeah. Calm down. Calm down. I don't know. But yeah, I mean, it's things progress. But in 1935, the first mm -hmm. menstrual cup was invented and it was invented by a lady, no less. A Whoa. woman, a woman named Leona Chalmers, invented the menstrual cup, which is a ah. rubber cup that stays inside the vaginal canal and collects menstrual fluid. I have used a menstrual cup; it's great. Same. Yeah, it's great. 
It's a little tricky. There's a learning curve. Learning curve for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But once you get it going, it's great. Yeah. It – um. You do – I said you couldn't really fill up one earlier. That's not true. You definitely can. So mm-hmm. you just have to make sure you change it when you have a heavy flow because you don't want to be out in public somewhere having to take that out and find a, a place to put a chalice of A chalice of blood is not what anybody is looking for. No. <laughs> Especially if you're wearing white pants. Yeah. It's just, you know, it's it's not gross. It's just like – it's not – it's not what you, you don't want a chalice of blood, you know. Yeah. I mean, only in like certain rituals do you want an actual chalice yes. of blood. Yeah, yeah. Not if while you're, you're not while you're at Trader Joe's, though. No. You know? If you're like putting a hex on Mitch McConnell, yes, absolutely. Save Get, your period blood. Gather, that. gather that blood. Yeah. Hex that motherfucker into <laughs> oblivion. <laughs> uh, well, but yeah, people were not ready for that shit. Um, no. So yeah, so tampons and and mm-hmm. and. Uh, Menstrual cups had had their they came and went a little bit, uh, but then by the like late sixties, like free like people were finally like freeing their minds. <laughs> we had some um, you know marketing execs who did acid or <laughs> shrooms maybe, and we're like, you know, man, we just need to like open up our mind and make money different ways. <laughs> or they were like, you know what, man? We just need to open up our mind and like maybe listen to our secretary, Joan. She has a lot of good ideas. <laughs> and I feel like maybe she could shine some light on this whole front butt situation. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I love calling it that. It's very funny to me. Oh, God. And they were like, yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, my God. Well, in 1969, Stay Free finally figured out the formula for adhesive. They were like, okay, ordinarily when you make glue, first you need to thermoset your resin. And then after it cools, you have to mix it in epoxide, which is really just a fancy schmancy name for any simple oxygenated adhesive, right? And then Stay Free thought maybe, just maybe, you could raise the viscosity by adding a complex glucose derivative during the emulsification process. And it turns out... They were right. Romy and Michelle. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so good. The the formula for glue for post-its. Yeah. Yeah. In the dream. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just thought that was very funny and relevant. I'm like, yeah, mm, great. I'm I love it. Sneak it in there. Okay. So yeah, they finally figured out like, oh, we could probably take these to underwear. <laughs> oh my God. And then people don't have to wear these weird belts anymore that they hate wearing that like are just been around, ga- yeah, for so and, long. Yeah, and they're not discreet. You have to take that whole, like, every time you go on a trip or something, you have to pack the whole belt and, like, all the individual, like, full stack of napkins. You know no. the, the big belt lobbyists were really pissed. <laughs> big the belt. belt and suspender makers of the United <laughs> States were like, what? No, what are you doing? And then, yeah. And we're Ladies like, no. love belts. <laughs> big belt was pissed. <laughs> Big belt. Oh <laughs> my god. Yeah. Uh, we don't care. Well, I don't know. <laughs> All right. Uh yeah, so I guess like what's interesting here too, and I think we might want to do a follow-up. I already said kind of up top about the cultural journey of how we talk about menstruation, but there was a huge shift in this time about like around how we spoke about periods. And mm. even though 
toxic people, men, um, who still exist today, but were very prevalent then. Were also like, a lot of toxic women too, and a lot of toxic women. Yeah, who but had but, a lot of internalized misogyny. Sure, and still Just, do. Yeah. Oh, and still do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, just people were like, "Ew, don't talk about that," and "Ew, I don't want to know about it." You know, mm-hmm. that's like something. And then women are shamed about it, or you know, people are shamed about it, yep. and would be for a long time, and still are. But the advertising industry really drove up the visibility of menstrual products because of the advertising boom around this time, with you know, television and um, just advertising becoming a bigger thing and capitalism thriving and all that stuff and um also the women's movement was prevalent during this time and you know Gloria Steinem's like we could fucking talk about periods yeah okay like John Baez is out here singing a whole (laughs) fucking song about free bleeding probably I don't know yeah. Look at and look at her B-sides. They pro- there's look, probably something there. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, no, 100%. I think people – maybe it was like a little bit coded, but that's a period. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so um, people were talking about it, but it wasn't until the mid-80s. The fucking mid-80s after we were born, literally 1985, we had already been born. Hot tip. Uh, do the math. <laughs> do the math. How old are we? Shh. Don't tell. Don't say anything. Um, the until that point, the word "period" had never been used on TV, and finally, 1985, the first commercial, Courtney Cox did a Tampax ad, and she said, "Oh, I feel better about my period," and it yeah, was like, <laughs> so many dudes' dicks fell off because the word "period" was said on TV that day. <laughs> Oh my god! No, they just like went inside. They were like, yeah. and then they were like, Ugh! and it just like went inside. You know and how all the ladies went out in the streets and just had their flaps out and they danced. Yeah. Flaps out. Flaps out. Oh my god! Uh. And the floodgates open. Pun intended. Ew. And then it was like period, 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 pew, 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 pew all over TV forevermore. Yeah, blood flew. <laughs> Flooded the streets that day. Yeah. Oh my god. Well, technically not blood, but blue liquid. Okay. Mm, blue that's liquid right. would then be poured on pads. Tampons would be dipped in whole ass cups of it, and that was a metaphor for your period. And what? People like, were into it. Some alien ass like liquid. I don't. Okay, but yeah, that's how they. That's how they showed you how absorbent their products were was by pouring blue liquid onto it. And the same mm-hmm. thing with like diapers. It's like yep. it's just too, like it's fine. God, I know. you well, guys, calm down. I know. But do you want to see like baby diarrhea shot into a diaper? It doesn't. You <laughs> don't just like just show yellow pee. It's fine. Oh, pee pee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you yeah. don't have well, to I show don't know diarrhea. Why you have diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I was like, oh no, 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 no. Don't show baby shit on TV. It's like that's not the first step. No. Oh, my God. Yeah. So people were just, uh, yeah, dumping test tubes of blue liquid everywhere. The reason they did the blue liquid um, is, I learned, is because it it is um, reminiscent of a cleaning product. And so it makes you think of things that are more sanitary and clean. And so I don't know. But uh, I think actually in the past 10 years or 15 years, they've started using red Sometimes. I don't think the big companies I do it. I feel like but that's only happened a couple 
like within the past couple years, like could you, be, yeah. you've seen like, um, well, we'll talk about it, but yeah, yeah. Oh, and finally, like around 2011, menstrual cups made a comeback, started picking up steam with Diva Cup. People were way more environmentally uh, conscious, and there's no risk of toxic shock syndrome with mm-hmm. that product. Um, or maybe it's like very, very low. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in the last like five to seven ish years, period underwear, like things started gaining popularity, which I really want some. And mm-hmm. I, should have just bought some because they were doing like a 20% off start of the new year deal. I should see if they're still doing it, but they're very expensive. But then when you think about it, it's like a cost per use situation Yeah, where, um, you know, it's like, well, do you want to keep buying period products or yeah, for the rest of your fertile years? Or do you just like want to invest in these? But luckily I have an IUD, so I don't really uh, have like a full period. Yep. Um, so yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. And then, um, that's where we are today. And the biggest thing that just happened in November of 2020, which I just wanted to give a shout out to Scotland, one of my motherlands. Um, I would like to say that they were the first country to vote to make sanitary products free to everyone. Doesn't matter who you are in the country, you can get sanitary products on the government's dime. It's provided resource and it will completely abolish period poverty, which is a thing when people cannot afford access to um, those products or it's just not something they're able – like, you know, food's more important Mm -hmm. and shelter and all that stuff and it's just not something they have the funds for. And it's like, okay, yeah, like this should be free to everyone. I mean – we oh. have our priorities fucked up, and if uh, yeah, you would like to learn more about, like, pink tax stuff, there's so Ooh. many resources out there, like, figuring so out how good. to – we can we can make these things, uh, like, real. Like, we mm-hmm. are going into a, a, an era where we will be able to have some of these things pass, hopefully. So mm-hmm. let's, uh, oh. let's hunker down. Let's hunker down, stay on your representatives, and mm-hmm. let's be empathetic and boost our communities by thinking of these things, even if we are not period havers. You know, this is a this is a like there's think of like homeless populations. Think of yeah. you know, just people in poverty that have to make the choice between, you know, <laughs> literally food and Yeah. Like, oh, I guess I'll uh, I'll free bleed this week. You know, it's just, yeah. Yeah, the stuff and these things are not cheap. It's not like, oh, well, it's a dollar. Like, no, it's like $12, $15 for a box of this shit. And it's, you know, I, I'm lucky because I really, like, it's not that long ago, but I've had my IUD for like three or four years, almost mm-hmm. four years. And I don't really remember what it's like to mm-hmm. have to, like, Oh, yeah, have to buy it all the time. I don't – I mean, it's not an expense I have, so – Well, and some people, even if they get IEDs, have have periods. Still have a flow, yeah. You know, it doesn't work that way for everybody, but I mean, it's – It's wild. I think this is going to be one of my causes, I think, is like I just feel like this is very much in line with things I already care about. And is something that's very silly. Like, even if it was like, let's at least just make sure people who have lower incomes 
can have access to the stuff and it's not something they have to worry about. Mm-hmm. I don't fucking care about, you know, the people living their bougie-ass lives. You could buy your own tampons, okay? Yeah. But it's like, let's make sure it's like for like middle-class middle, middle class people and, you know, lower-class people, whatever, anybody that's in a school, anybody that's working a government job too, it's like well, this stuff should just be in bathrooms. I don't want to pay a fucking 50 cents. Yeah, I don't like, have quarters. If you want to pay the extra money for an amethyst fucking uh, lined tampon, <laughs> then you can. <laughs> but oh like, my god, that you don't like let let people have their periods in peace. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, if you're a if you're a period haver, if you if you've if you're a ute, <laughs> if you have a ute, if you have a utes, you got utes. Yeah, if you got a Utes infection, oh god, you don't want that. That's <laughs> no. terrible. Yeah, well, if you're bleeding from the Utes or your front butt, and you need some products, there's so many you could try. And just everybody, you know, you Aaron started the show off what a time to be alive, but it was a negative way. But listen, we also use that phrase in I'm a positive saying, way. I'm, I was trying to make it positive. Oh, you were? Yeah, by saying we have oh. so many options now. Oh, yes, yes. I thought you were saying it in reference to everything going on politically. You're right. And yeah. I was going to say that too. What a time to be alive. We have so many options. We don't have to wear a belt. Um, it, it is – we are so lucky to be living now as people who have vaginas and uh, have a monthly visitor. And, um, yeah, I just can't believe that maybe our moms, like, wore fucking pad belts. Yeah. It's so wild to me. Um, next uh, time you're able to get together with your your family, like, mm-hmm. just ask them about their, their period belts. See what they have to say. I'm going to text my mom right after this. <laughs> I am. I, uh, man, I think that's all I got, though, on this subject. Yeah. Well, there's so much more we could talk about on this oh subject, but we, we have to stop somewhere. So yeah, <laughs> I think, I think this is a good ending point with our, our embarrassing stories. So I think so. Um, all right, guys, that's it for today. Um, oh. thank you as always for listening. We love you so much and appreciate mm-hmm. you. Oh yeah. you the best. you the best. Oh, all right. Well, follow us on social meds, DTFU podcast, all the places. All the we places. are. We already said visit our website, DTFUpodcast.com. Um, if you are interested in hearing how people who are activists and abolitionists won us the Senate um, with all the work they've been doing for decades, check out uh, Ground Game Georgia. It's a podcast that I've been helping out with. And that's very fun. I just wanted to plug that. Check it out. Check it out. It's very inspiring. Episode five has been my favorite so far. The B-Sides. It's very good. Oh, yeah. What else? Anything else? I don't think so. Um, All right. All right. Well, hey, listen here. Stay excellent to yourselves. And each other. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Have you ever gotten a tampon stuck up there? You ever kicked a man in the balls when he told you how to smile? Ever peed on a guy's face for money? Well, we've got you covered. With enough stories, we'll drown out the patriarchy for good in their own semen. I'm Heather Ann Gottlieb, and this is Dirty Girl, available now on the Hoo Ha Ha Podcast Network or wherever you get your podcasts.
This has been a Hoo Ha Ha Podcast.